You're listening to A Slice of Therapy with me, Alan Parry. In today's episode, I want to look at the issue of male friendship. And I wanted to look at this because I think it's underwritten about, it's not spoken about as much as other kind of friendships are. And of course, there's a real crisis in terms of things like male suicide is one of the biggest killers of men. There is a general issue around loneliness and loneliness researchers have shown that the health effects of that are like smoking 15 cigarettes a day. And so having friends and having social contacts, according to some studies, can extend life by as much as 22%. And so it's clear that friendship is really important to men. And yet, as we get older, the opportunities to find friendships narrow. You know, when we're younger, we go to school, we might go to university, or we might be involved in a team or whatever. And then as we get older and, you know, people couple up or they'll have families or they'll get careers and the opportunities for friendship narrows. And even, of course, in the workplace environment, if you're working in a hierarchical structure, there's something inherently competitive about the friendships you might well make in a work environment. When I think back to, say, hunter-gatherer societies, there seems there, as I envisage that, you know, much more opportunity for collaboration between men. So if they were out hunting and gathering, they were doing it together and sharing the rewards. Whereas in modern life, when we go to work, we're competing for the next musical chair up the pyramid. And so even in a work environment, the opportunities for friendship, even though present, are stunted by the fact that people are inherently in competition with each other. It's not the most collaborative environment at its core. And when I look at self-help books on the issue of making friends, you know, given that loneliness is such an epidemic, maybe even a pandemic, and of course we're in the midst of a pandemic, which means that governmental responses are to keep us away from each other, then it becomes even more of an issue. But when I look at self-help books on making friends, and I've read a few, the advice that they give just doesn't resonate to me as a man. I read it and I think, well, that's not something I can imagine myself doing. And even if I did do that, I can't imagine that it'd be something else that the men that I know anyway would would resonate with and, and that they would respond to. And when you look at the self-help books about how to make friends, you'll notice if you go on Amazon and just check the list there, apart from, say, one or two, one's a very short book and one's a big academic study, but all the rest, and there's a lot of them, are all written by women. And so it makes sense to me why 
you know, the advice in those books don't really resonate to me as a man because I think it's possible that maybe we do friendship differently. Now, one of the things that I I did read as I was kind of researching this topic is something that really does land with me. And it's the idea that men conduct friendships shoulder to shoulder. And so I want to look at three different ways in which, just as a kind of starting point, we can maybe understand how male friendships typically prosper and how they're typically made. Because we, if we understand that, it will allow us then to have a better understanding of how friendships are made. And so hopefully give us a clearer understanding of how we can make new friendships too, as well as nurture and foster the ones that we already have are a little bit more tentative. So I'm going to share with you three different ways, shared projects, shared activities and play. Now, the first one, shared projects, I notice, for instance, that I get closer to my male friends whenever I'm involved in some sort of project, especially if it's a project that's important to them as well or they have some interest in. And they'll either kind of come on board or they will be there with their interest in it. And these shared projects, I don't necessarily mean that they're joint projects. In fact, I think sometimes joint projects can get in the way because there can be that tug of, tug of war, that tussle. It can sometimes be that it ends up not being the project you wanted to do because you've had to compromise and negotiate. And But what I mean by a shared project is, I don't know, I'm trying to get fit and, and my mate is trying to get fit at the same time. And we're kind of bouncing ideas off each other and... I'm reaching out saying, you know, how much protein did you say I'm meant to eat or whatever it happens to be? And so these kind of shared projects, these quests that we go on to improve ourselves, to have a fellow traveler on the same journey, even though it's their journey and my journey is my journey, doesn't have to be joined. The fact that we're going on that similar journey together can really increase that sense of bond. And so there's a number of kinds of shared projects that one could do. And I think it really starts with you. It starts with you picking a quest for yourself and then trying to bring on someone who is an ally, a mentor, an encourager, a peer, you know, a friend, but someone who is either going to be there on the journey with you because they're doing the same kind of thing themselves or they're going to be on the journey with you because they kind of know about it and they're really interested in in being your Obi-Wan Kenobi, I suppose, to your Luke Skywalker. And so the kind of projects that we might do are things to do with our career or our finances. You know, maybe we're going into business and a friend of ours is going into business separately or or has been in business before and wants to provide some sort of mentorship and support and cheerleading. Or it might be fitness, like in the example I gave a moment ago. In fact, this is one of my current projects. I'm trying to, I've decided to lose some body fat. And so 
I'm communicating with a friend of mine who's been on a similar journey and is has decided to to join me on that journey, in fact. And so that's increased our level of contact and level of friendship. But it might be something to do with creativity. You know, maybe you're both on a cartooning course. And so it's your project and it's their project. It's not a joint thing, but you're both doing it together. Maybe it's something to do with well-being. Maybe it's something to do with your home. You know, maybe you've decided that you're going to, I don't know, refurbish the front room and, and your friend is good at that as well and so has come to help you out. Whatever it happens to be, these ideas of a of a quest, of a journey, of a project, of a challenge that one has to overcome, that's the kind of thing that can really help create and nurture male friendships where the two of you are on that journey together, either because they're there as a mentor or because you're both on an independent journey in that sphere at the same time. So that's shared projects. The second one is shared activities. Now, this idea of men bonding shoulder to shoulder resonates with me because one of the things that I really enjoy in terms of my friendships is going on walks. And it's all well and good to sit opposite somebody in a in a cafe over a cup of tea or, you know, in a bar over a glass of wine. Some people like to do that. But I know that I enjoy walking and it's this sense of being shoulder to shoulder. I know other people who enjoy going climbing together or, you know, they would enjoy cycling together. But there's some kind of shared activity that provides the kind of glue, really, that they're doing these two things together, shoulder to shoulder. There's been a movement in the UK, um, which is like a men's sheds movement, where men will gather together in these kind of big sheds and they will work on something together. You know, it might be a bit of woodwork or, you know, whatever it happens to be. There's kind of those those men who are, who are more into the handyman side of things have a place to go where shoulder to shoulder they can make these kind of social links and build these friendships as they're working on this shared activity. But it might just be that you you go jogging together or walking together or cycling together or whatever it happens to be. But that's the second one, shared activity. The third way that I notice that male friendships nurture and are created are through play. You see, in the in the kind of cutthroat world that we live in at the moment, there's a lot of competition. I mentioned this before, life is very competitive. And so it's noticeable to me that in the two that I've just mentioned in terms of shared projects and shared activity, it's an opportunity for us to engage in that cooperation that is really important to us. And yet when we're playing, that's when it's fun to compete. And so this might be video games. You know, you see people playing FIFA against each other or they might be playing role play games or board games or they might be playing sport. And so these kind of things are another opportunity whereby by doing things together, by being involved in some activity or project or game, we can we can bond in that way. 
Now, it's funny, really, talking about male friendships because not every man is going to be the same. But I'm sharing this because I think it resonates with many of the people I've spoken to. And it's in stark contrast to some of the self-help books that are out there for anyone who notices their own social... Well, how's best to put it? That they notice that their social links are not as much as they would like, that they would like more friends. And yet, as a man, when you're looking to make more friends, you notice that the advice doesn't really fit you. And so this is what I've come up with here as a way in order to make and nurture your own male friendships. So let's just go through those again. There was shared projects. There was shared activity, whether that be physical activity or playing music together or whatever it happens to be, or that kind of play. You see, when I've spoken to my clients who've experienced male friendship, especially those who've experienced real close friendship and then feel as though they're devoid of it, those kind of clients often come from backgrounds which are military or maybe they've been professional sports people and have been used to operating in a team. And so that kind of collective togetherness, that kind of cooperation of doing something on a shared journey with a shared activity is a really good example of the kind of thing that I'm talking about. So let's have a full recap. We looked at the importance of male friendship because loneliness is damaging to our health as well as our mental well-being. Not only does the figures around male suicide, they're really kind of worrying and preventable, but also just the very act of being lonely has an impact on our physical well-being. We saw that stat about it being the equivalent of 15 cigarettes a day. And we saw as well that much of the advice out there doesn't really resonate with how men make friends. And so the three things that I think are important to male friendship that we can use in order to make friends ourselves or nurture the ones that are that are kind of present in our life, but maybe we could make stronger, is to engage in shared projects, to go on that quest, to have some shared activities, whether it be rock climbing or cycling or walking or jogging or music or whatever it happens to be. And finally, that kind of play, whether it be sport or video games or board games or something else entirely. So if you found this useful, please do spread it around so other people can find it useful as well. Maybe as well, notice what your quest is and share it. You know, we're all on social media these days and it has all sorts of impacts on us. Maybe use it positively and share your quest. See if it resonates with somebody else. And also I've got something coming up soon, which is a course called Nine Ways to Beat Depression. And if you'd like to find out more about that, you can go to a sliceoftherapy.com forward slash nine ways. That's a sliceoftherapy.com forward slash nine ways. And if you'd like to work with me one-to-one, I'm Alan Parry. You can find out more at Liverpool's Psychotherapy. 
www.cyberdefence.co.uk. So thanks for listening, and I'll be back again with the next one pretty soon.